0: In today's episode of The STEM Space, I sit down with special guest Christy Hall. She joined Claire and I recently in hosting a virtual space competition called Space Teams, and we reflect on our experiences interviewing astronauts and space architects. But I also love talking with her about Claire, who is the STEM teacher for her two children. She gives an incredible perspective as a parent watching her kids discover STEM learning. We chat about weather balloons, animal habitats, and what she believes has been the most valuable lesson her kids have learned from Claire. Enjoy. Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Natasha. From college roommates to co-founders of Vivify STEM, pull up a seat as we discuss our experiences as aerospace engineers, teachers, moms, program directors, curriculum writers, graduate students, and friends. This is the STEM Space podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the STEM Space. I am Natasha, and instead of my usual co-host, Claire, I have a special guest, her name is Christy Hall, and she is joining me from, are you in Graham? I'm in
1: Graham America.
0: Graham America, (laughs) also in Texas. But Christy, I brought you on the podcast because you are doing this program called Space Teams. Mm -hmm. We've been hosting it also with Claire this whole week. And I just thought it would be fun to just share some of the experiences that we've had in doing this program. But first, let's, let's take a step back and tell them what Space Teams is. So it's this virtual space mission for middle and high school students. They are from all over the world. Do you remember the different countries that we've had students from? Oh, man, uh, this go round we've
1: got, um, I think I just went completely blank, Australia and Bangladesh. Is that, a, that's a country, right?
0: Yeah, and, yeah yes. India, uh, it Indonesia. was UAE, Indonesia, yes. Pakistan. Aus- we can't, yeah, Australia was the big one. <laughs> Australia, they like to give us a hard time. We have stories on that one. Yes. Um, but basically these students are sitting at their computer. So they're in person somewhere, but most of the program is like this virtual simulation where they are creating planets they're designing spacecraft, they're piloting their spacecraft. We just talked to them about uh, designing a habitat and exploring that like on a rover and a quadcopter. Like it's really cool stuff. And the part that we have is hosting the fun, right? And we like kick off their day with this like little broadcast and we have guests, mission experts, and then we close it with uh, another expert presentation. So we've had like astronauts and space architects and all this stuff. So let's start with how did you get involved with space teams?
1: Oh man, I fell right into it. I I have.
0: (laughs) You have the background for it, don't you? uh,
1: Not at all. Um, I uh, used to be an early childhood teacher and early childhood education, kind of pre-K, kinder was my jam. And I actually, Hated teaching science because did you really? I did. <laughs> oh, okay. And I'm so grateful that my children have got amazing STEM teachers because I I always had a little bit of a nature table going and I mean I I would do the bare minimum. Mm. I lost a few hermit crabs, but science was just something I really avoided because I was so uncomfortable with it, and so. Mm. I am not at all qualified to help with space teams. Every, everything that they talk about is way over my head. We're, we're literally interviewing astronauts and PhD students and um, tons of engineers. And uh, I just smile and nod a lot. because it's, like, it, it's literally over my head. It's, it's amazing,
0: the people that we're interviewing. But that is why I love having you as a co-host because you bring one, the enthusiasm because it's brand new material to you. Yeah. Like you don't have a ton of background in aerospace, right? Engineering. Uh, I att- that's really kind. Like, none. None. <laughs> <laughs> none at all. <laughs> but it's so cool because you could ask these like questions, yeah. like whatever you want to ask. And often the kids have the exact same question. So, what's been like a favorite moment that you've had throughout this week? Oh, I this week has been um, we interviewed an astronaut,
1: Greg Johnson, mm-hmm. and um, he had this incredible video. Um, it was very Top Gunish themed, and um, he had music, and he also did a really sweet dedication to his father. And so, the techni- I guess, the technicality of all of it and the experience is really neat, but. I think to see these amazing astronauts be really humbled by their beginnings is really, it's very personal and, um, even a little bit emotional. So I think that was a top one for me this week. And then one of our mission experts, um, just dropped some sick beat with some mad beatbox (laughs) skills, which is
0: kind of incredible.
1: So yeah, it's been a really fun week.
0: Yeah. And like backstory on that we bring in mission experts who are like graduate students right these are aerospace engineering students masters phds he had a pilot's license he works for nasa control expert for nasa yeah and so we actually were on with him in what was it july that we did this previously and we didn't even know so what tell us that story of how we like found out the secret talent. We, we ask each mission control expert at the end of each show, What's something you do for
1: fun? And he, um, I don't know if they're partners, the other guy Neil, they, yeah, they were on sure. together at the same time. And I don't even know what Waylon, um, the beatboxer, had prepared for an answer to that question. But the other guy that was on with him, Neil, when we say, What do you do for fun? he literally breaks out a harmonica on screen.
0: He just happened was, to
1: have it like sitting there out of his pocket and started playing the harmonica for us, which was already epic and totally unlike anything, any of the other people had done. And so we were thrilled. We thought it was so fun. And then Waylon just took it next level and was like, Oh yeah, by the way, I travel with this acapella group and, um, this time he told us he's been on Broadway, but he started beatboxing. And it was, I mean, not like I would beatbox, like not just like someone making noises with their mouth, but it was, it was really, it was, he's so talented. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. And the students just went crazy. Like they loved it. And I think That is the fun part of hosting, is we never know what's going to happen live. I remember animals making appearances, like the cats. And I heard his cat just now. Yeah, and then the other
1: night, um, one of our uh, PhD students, his cat jumped into his lap. And um, I guess it bit him during (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't there. Um, Oh, well, you weren't there for that. Um, Brian, I think was his name. Brian's cat jumped into his lap which was kind of cute. I mean, we've got these fancy virtual backgrounds and the PhD students are often just like in their bedroom. Um, so his cat hops in his lap and yeah, he told us afterwards that it, it got his, uh, bit his hand while oh he gosh. was in the middle of this slide presentation, so.
0: And, and so there's a lot of teachers out there, right? Science teachers, STEM teachers, whoever's listening. And they often ask us, how do I engage my students with these STEM professionals? And we've done these expert presentations. What do you think is the most like engaging way to present them? And and I what I mean is like they go into like these long talks, like the last one had lots of tables and figures, right? Like from you as just like a viewer, what to you is the most engaging to get kids excited about these pathways, these careers? Yeah. So I
1: think that's where I really can relate to the participants in this because like you said before, I don't understand the content. Like the science behind what these students are learning is it's, it's on a doctor level. And so mm-hmm. um, for them to try to break it down, I think is a, is a real trick for them. But so I think that probably the presenters that are most exciting for me are the ones I've seen the participants get most excited about too. And I think that it's those who make it really relatable for the young people that they're talking to. So again, like, Um, astronaut Greg Johnson he had cool music he had videos he kept it very short and he made it and he presented it in a way that was exciting and engaging for the kids like and it wasn't too much like Mm -hmm. it was it was short it was sweet and and it kept my attention the entire time Um, it, it seemed to make it go by really quickly so I think making it relatable for the students is always the most important. Like, know, know your audience for sure.
0: And whenever the teacher is trying to bring in an expert, they sometimes will say, okay, tell us about your job, the things you're working on. And then that person will go into way more detail yeah. <laughs> than you need that a fifth grader is just going to be like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And what I've noticed is it's the stories that keep the kids engaged. So, that I think that's what Mr. Johnson was like really yes. good at, right? Was just like through storytelling and sharing his personal story, not all the science and math, which is important. And he emphasized like you need that. But it's right. the story that the kids connected to.
1: Yeah. There are so many years away from being able to solve some of these challenges i mean as they're doing it for fun now like the idea behind it is that you're you're sparking an interest that they're going to carry with them for years and so i think that it's been one of my favorite things about having on each of these professionals is that they tell the students or the participants how important they are and so i think that whenever you're able to make it relatable for them and you're able to make it personal i think you know one of the guys um, last night was saying that he grew up really poor and i think that sharing that sort of personal information or you know sharing their background and where they came from really allows people listening to be able to say oh well i you know my family doesn't have a ton of money by a ton of money either and you know it doesn't mean that i couldn't someday work for nasa or Hearing them say, um, you know, you have to work really hard for this. I think that's an important message to children today um, to just know that there's someone out there who's going to want it more than you. So you have to Mm -hmm. put in the hard work. And so, yes, to the math and science. But it's been encouraging to see the way that these professionals really um, challenge the children. And um, I think that that message is heard in a deeper way when they share personal things with them first.
0: And at the end of every presentation, we use the questions from the students. Yeah. It's not, what does Christy want to know? <laughs> Sometimes. I squeeze one <laughs> in every
1: now and then, especially from the astronauts.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, you always have like that one question you've always wanted to ask. Yes. But we love to have the voice of the students because they're passive on the other end, just watching us. And this is a way to bring them in and ask So-and-so from Indonesia wants to know, what is it like peeing in space? Like whatever, you know, (laughs) kids have pretty interesting questions. Um, And I think that's like really important is not just what as adults we care about Mm -hmm. because kids have their own things that they're interested in. Yeah, I think young
1: adults and, and children these days, there's so much negative, just negativity that kind of comes with thinking about young people nowadays and everyone wants to take it back to uh, you know back in my day things were so much more simpler and um, just this this notion of of young people making things worse and so to um to see these professionals come on and tell these young people i think every single one of them this week especially has said we need you um, you make a difference. You're the future. And what an encouragement mm. for people all over the world to get to, especially I think in science, that's so true. Like we're, we're not moving backwards. We're moving forwards every day. And so to have these um, incredibly talented professionals come on and say to these students, like you matter. And, um, you know, it's it's important that you keep working hard at this. has got to be encouraging for them.
0: So before we found you, you said you did not like science. Has this program at all changed your thinking towards science? Yes, my children have actually, Claire Meshkat. shout out to Claire.
1: Um, she is the STEM teacher for both of my children. And um, their love for science has really um, started to soften my heart towards it. My daughter's more of a hippie, nature-loving science kind of person. And my son loves the idea of STEM, Um, so I still am super grateful that he has a dad that can show him how to take things apart and put them back together. I don't really care how things work, but I have always loved learning about space. I I still don't feel any more um, confident in being able to teach it, Um, (laughs) but I'm grateful that I've had the opportunity to visit with experts who, um, who can, so it's been great.
0: And that's pretty cool. I didn't realize that. She taught two of your kids. So anything else we should know about Claire as the teacher? Now we get the, like, behind the scenes parent perspective. Yeah, she
1: challenges those kids to be better. And they love going to STEM. Um, yeah. It's just, she works with them. So I don't know if you, I don't know if you know this. Last year, when Claire was the STEM teacher, each grade had a different curriculum.
0: Oh, that- I know it was wild. It's I don't amazing, know how she did it.
1: I don't know how she did it, but she did it well. And so, um, yeah, the, the amount of work that she puts into making sure that um, the content is age appropriate, um, but also challenging. My, my children get really frustrated very easily, probably like a lot of other people's children when they don't um, succeed right away. And just learning that it's okay to fail has been so good for um, not just their STEM program, but it's something that we can incorporate all the time, um, Mm -hmm. in our home and throughout the rest of their school. So it's been, STEM's been great for my family in general.
0: Have they shared any projects that they've worked on?
1: Yes, at school and at home. So, um, my daughter actually, um, created, um, she got a shoe. She wanted to make a a Barbie closet, which is, you know, there was no moving parts on it or anything, but she loves, um, Claire's the STEM director this year and we have a new STEM teacher and she wanted me to send her a video of this, um, Barbie closet that she created where she used, um, paper clips as hangers and she used dowel rods as a shoe rack. I don't know, but she wanted me to video it and send it to her STEM teacher. And I said, I'm happy to do that, but why? And she said, because she loves to create and I love to create too. Oh. And so it's just, um, it's been great. And then Everett did a, Claire actually brought the, the green screen to school. Um, this was two years ago and had the kids, was it last year? Had the kids um, do this whole habitat thing um, where you could- Oh, see. the animal habitat? Yes. And my son did a lion or a cougar, but he had sound effects and yeah. it's just, It's amazing. And then Invention Convention. Now you've got me rolling. Go, Um, keep going. (laughs) Last year, we did Invention Convention, which was a huge project. Um, And they had to do display boards. And they had to do research. And um, it was such a fun thing. And um, Rhett, uh, with the help of a family, came up with the idea of the toe topper. Because he blows out tennis shoes all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, the he doesn't have a pair where the, his foot doesn't come out of the end. No way. (laughs) Oh, I know my sister has sons and apparently they don't do this to their shoe. But so it was like this little thing that goes on the end of their shoe, but he had to present it in front of judges. And so it's just really, it's amazing to see that he's not just learning how to, you know, do science, but there's so many interpersonal skills that she works on as well. It's great. It's across the board education. So beneficial for my babies.
0: Oh man, that's awesome. Well, I'm sure Claire will definitely be hearing this. Uh, so she'll be excited to know the impact that she's having because we talk a lot about her class on this podcast and just hearing like how much effort she puts into it. Cause I remember when she first started and she's like, yeah, so I'm teaching kinder through seventh grade and I'm going to do this in kinder, this in first, this, and I'm like, you're crazy. Yes, <laughs> <You're straight. laughs> Why? And she's like, well, I just want to have something different every year. So when they move on to the next grade, they can do that year's project. Um, So we have um, posted on our website her entire scope and sequence. So other teachers can download for free what Claire does. um, So they can kind of get an idea because she has put in a lot of thought. Like that animal habitat is a great project. And then she'll move into like the space club program that we do the weather balloon launch right now. I was texting her. She's getting ready. I don't know if your kids are part of that, but it's in like a no, month. Not, not yet, but we'll be a part of it. So they don't get to
1: participate in it yet. But we went to the first one. The whole school came out. It was incredible. And um, we can't wait to go again this year. It's like actually a, a lot of our town came out for that. Like it's at we've got a small airport here in Graham.
0: And it was a big community thing. It's I it's, will be there. So You will be there? i'm gonna join yes yeah. awesome. so fun I, I mean i have to like she said there's gonna be an air show happening at the same day like i don't i mean it's crazy like i thought i did cool stuff but man <laughs> i want to say to you about claire
1: and um, she doesn't just do stem in her class like when we have little activities at the school i i have the great privilege um Claire's daughters are the same age as both of my children. So her oldest daughter is mm-hmm. in the same grade as my son. Her youngest daughter is, or no, her middle daughter, I have to say middle daughter, I know. Now, is um, is in the same grade as my child. And so oh, we wow. throw class, or my daughter. So we throw class parties together all the time. And Claire incorporates STEM activities even into our parties. So whether it's like pumpkin launching or, I, I mean, that. like, just, oh, she gets to stem in wherever she can and they, did you go to the stem night the family night know, that she had of course had? I went to stem How was it it was there were more people there than we have students in our school because everyone brought their siblings who wanted to do um, all the activities as well it was insane I actually thinking of space teams this week, um, they had a team activity where the uh, students had to walk together to try to do a landing with the balloon. Space docking, yes. Yeah, space docking. So, and then we did the the Quiver app, and they had robots where you had to like. Uh, it just looked kind of dangerous you had to
0: like the balloon pop oh we <laughs> talked about that she was like I'm not doing that again <laughs> nobody got stabbed <laughs> I don't think many balloons got popped either uh, uh, but kids <laughs> still
1: loved it because they got to use the iPad to make the, the robots go and so oh it was great it's and it's exciting to see um really the school and the community um, we have had people come to our school because they've heard how awesome the STEM program is. I know Claire's not going to toot her own horn to say that, but there's been several families who have mm-hmm. said, um, we heard the STEM program's amazing and we want to be a part of it. So wow, pretty incredible.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for chatting with me and mm-hmm. we have a couple more live broadcasts to go with Space Team. So I'll see you again soon live, but for now, Stem Space out.